Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about whether or not there is any chance you can run again after breaking five bones in your foot and ankle and recovering from surgery. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Today's episode comes from a question from a podcast listener who wrote in with this question. Dear Doc on the Run, my name is Alice. I'm 34 years old. I had a bike accident four days ago. I broke my ankle, specifically the tibial bone at the medial malleolus and the distal fibula bone and metatarsal bones two, three, and four. The surgery went well. I was a runner. I used to run four times a week. Is there any chance I can run again? Thank you very much, Alice. Okay, Alice. Well, first of all, sorry to hear about your accident and sorry to hear that you had to have surgery, but don't worry. There is hope. Now, the first thing I'll tell you is that there's a famous Henry Ford quote that says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So Alice, the short answer to your question is yes, there is a chance you will run again. Now, three things determine whether or not you will actually run again after broken ankle surgery. The first one is how fast you heal after the surgery. The second one is your outlook on your recovery. And the third one is the actions you take to stay strong. So let's talk about the first one, how fast you heal after surgery. Now, here's the the big thing you have to realize before anything else is that many patients think that healing is just a timeline, that it's a thing that happens. It's a static thing. You have an accident, you have an injury, you go to surgery, and then it's so many weeks out, you're quote unquote healed, and you can start running again. But it doesn't work that way. And what we know about your case in particular is that we already know that you had surgery and by all reports, the surgery went well. So you've already checked off the first box in the process of recovering from your accident. Now you have to recover from the surgery. How fast you heal is not based on some particular arbitrary timeline set by a research study or your doctor's experience. The research studies that we as doctors cite and quote are based on the people who were enrolled in those studies and not you. Your doctor's experience and the timelines the doctor believes are most likely with other patients who have had similar injuries to you are also based on your doctor's observations of those patients and not you. Now, you get to choose how closely you follow your doctor's post-operative instructions. You get to choose how diligent you are about not putting your foot on the floor. If your doctor tells you to use crutches and stay off the foot, but you use your foot to change position when you're moving around in the kitchen, or you use your foot to step on the floor to get out of bed, you use your foot for balance when you're moving in and out of the bathroom, that will delay your recovery. If you really do follow your doctor's instructions like your life depends on it, your chances of running again and running sooner go up exponentially. So the first thing I would suggest is to actually review View the instructions, the specific set of instructions that were given to you when you left the operating room. Now do an honest and thorough review. Go through those things and see if you've really done everything that you were instructed to do. Be honest with yourself, but start off by getting a picture of like, okay, it's been a you know a few days, a week, whatever. Am I really doing everything that the doctor's telling me to do, or am I really not exactly doing all those things? So having an honest evaluation right now as you're really beginning that process will help. 
Now, the surgeon doesn't give you instructions to punish you or make your life difficult. The surgeon gives you instructions to optimize your healing over and over. I've seen my own surgical patients step on their foot when they're getting in and out of their wheelchairs, moving in and out of a treatment chair, but they really don't recognize that as breaking the rules. They just think they're moving into the treatment chair. They think they're just getting out of the wheelchair, but they don't really realize that they're using their foot for balance, for movement, and they are stepping on the foot. So you got to be honest with yourself. If you made mistakes, if you haven't really been staying off the foot the way you've been told, make a resolution to do exactly as you were instructed. Following those instructions closely is the first step to getting back to running. You have to do what the doctor has told you to do that will optimize your healing. The second thing is to think about every additional thing you can do to heal as quickly as possible. Think about how you fuel your body when you're running. It takes nutrients to rebuild tissue. Now that's true when you're training hard for an event like a marathon. It's equally true when you're trying to heal five fractured bones after a bicycle accident and when you're recovering from surgery. The third thing to think about is whether or not you're really diligently protecting your sleep. Remember, you do not recover when you're awake and you're doing activity. You recover when you're sleeping. Many injured runners have a hard time sleeping. I myself know for a fact that when I run, when I exercise, when I work out, I sleep better. If you're injured and you're recovering from surgery, you may not be exercising at all. When something changes in our routine, our routines become disruptive. Over the years, I've seen many athletes drift into unhelpful, unhealthy patterns with their sleep after an injury, partially because they aren't exercising and partially because they're just bummed out. So they tend to stay up late watching TV or movies as a distraction, and that can disrupt your sleep. If you don't eat like an athlete and you don't sleep like a recovering athlete, it will simply take much longer to heal. And these are all variables that you can control. The second thing is your outlook on your recovery. Four days ago, Alice's life changed in one instant. When she crashed her bike, she was instantly transformed from a healthy, active athlete to an injured athlete. She also had no choice in the matter, by the way, but the lack of choice in becoming injured, it can really be hard to overcome. By definition, you are an accident victim. You cannot undo the accident, but you can decide whether or not you adopt a victim mentality. And this is huge. Today, right now, in this moment, do you view yourself as an injured athlete who may never run again? Or do you view yourself as a recovering runner who is definitely going to run again? I don't get to decide for you. Your surgeon does not get to decide for you. Believe it or not, that is a decision that fully belongs to you. You need to decide today. You need to have a positive outlook today. You need to be positive and steer clear of any and all negativity. The two forms of negativity you have to fight against and overcome are both from your doctor and your own mind. The first thing is that I'll tell you right now, most doctors have what they want to tell you are realistic expectations. They'd say, we're going to reset your expectations as a runner, as an athlete. They give you what I call a pessimistic prognosis. The doctor does want to help you. No doctor wants to see you become disappointed. Now, I once heard a motivational speaker named Les Brown who said something to the effect of, most people don't fail because they aim too high and miss. Most people fail because they aim too low and hit. We as physicians are often taught in medical school and in surgical residency training that we should not give unrealistic expectations to patients. The reason for that is we don't want to promise patients something when we actually don't have control over the delivery of that promise. Your doctor doesn't want you bummed out or disappointed if something goes wrong with the healing process. 
But in the same way that no doctor has a right to guarantee you'll be stronger and faster or smarter or taller or anything else after surgery, no doctor has the right to guarantee you will never run again. The truth is no doctor can ever tell you what will happen after the healing process. No doctor has a crystal ball and no doctor is in charge of what you do on your own in your own home when you're recovering. So the first part of that is that you need to understand that the doctor really does want you to heal and really does want the best for you. But the second part of that is that you also have to understand that in a sense, the doctor is really afraid that you might become disappointed if you're given optimistic expectations. Most doctors will promise the most pessimistic prognosis. Your surgeon may tell you something like, your life changed during that accident. We want you to focus on getting back to walking. We want to make sure that you can do activities of daily living like bathing, changing clothes, preparing food, and going to work. Of course, when an athlete hears something like that, it's very easy to get bummed out, discouraged, and depressed. And depression will not help you heal faster. There have actually been many published research studies in medical journals that demonstrate clinically depressed patients actually have depressed immune systems as well. So you need to guard against that depression. Listen to all the helpful advice you can get from your doctor and simply tune out and avoid everything that you perceive as discouragement. Just leave any discouragement in the doctor's office. Don't take it home with you. The next thing is your own fears. When an athlete gets injured, you know, we have lots of time on our hands at that point. I mean, during this time when you're sitting around and you're trying to figure out how you wound up in this situation, you need to be wary of your thoughts. You're likely going to have many fears running through your head. If you're injured and you're afraid at the same time, you have to think of your mind as a dangerous neighborhood. Don't go in there alone. You need to be open about the fears, anxiety, and that negativity that is swirling around in your own mind when you're sitting around thinking about your injury. Do not wallow in self-pity alone. Who are your most positive friends? Who do you know who is always uplifting? Who can you call today who will encourage you? Who always motivates you? Talk to your positive friends and stay connected. Listen to uplifting podcasts. Fill your mind with positivity and it will improve your outlook because you have to maintain a positive outlook if you really want to stay on track and get back to running as quickly as possible. The third thing is the actions that you take to stay strong. Remember, when you had this accident, you're a strong, healthy, young athlete. Now you're injured, okay? So you have to maintain that fitness. Don't let all your fitness wither away. You need to declare yourself a recovering runner. Write down something like, I am healing. The surgery went well. My doctor put everything back in place, and I am making the repair and rebuilding of my body happen today with every little action I take all day. Put that on your mirror, on your refrigerator, read it out loud, and believe it. The most important thing you can do right now is understand that you do have the power to alter every one of these three variables, all dependent upon the actions you choose to take. So, what can you do? How can you take action? You know, when it really does seem like a process that's passive, that you're just waiting for the recovery or something. I mean, the first thing is to trust. You have to understand and have faith in your doctor's expertise. Your doctor is a surgeon. Your surgeon is a highly trained technician. Your doctor is an expert at performing the surgery and guiding your recovery after the surgery. You have no control over that part other than recognizing, believing, and allowing that portion of your recovery from surgery and fracture healing to happen. But there is a way that you can also actually participate, rest, recover, visualize, heal. These are all things you can do. You can recognize that the doctor is focused on healing your broken metatarsal bones, your healing fibula bone, your healing tibia. 
Your surgeon is going to be laser focused on orchestrating the healing of your surgery and everything that happens within the healing of those five bones to get it to heal as quickly as possible. But you also have to recognize that your surgeon is very busy and will predictably, even deliberately, suffer from tunnel vision. Your doctor is not thinking about your running. Your doctor is thinking about what those fractures look like on the x-rays, thinking about is the hardware in the right place, thinking about how your foot looks, are the stitches good, can we take out the stitches now? Your doctor is thinking about your foot and your ankle, not your running. If you ask about running, the doctor may shut down. Your doctor may unintentionally discourage you. You cannot afford discouragement. You will need courage to run again. Discourage is the opposite of giving you courage. So you have to deliberately build your courage through action. Make a plan, then take action. Don't let anyone discourage you, not even your doctor. Ignore pessimism like it's the plague. Surround yourself with support. Listen to podcast episodes that you may draw strength from. A couple of the Doc on the Run podcast episodes that you should probably listen to are uh, episode number 86. Hope is an invaluable commodity. And episode number seven, from two broken heel bones to running at a world-class level, an interview with six-time Xterra world champion Barbara Peterson. I mean, those are just a couple of the episodes. There's, I don't know, 300 and something episodes right now on the Doc on the Run podcast. But those are a couple that really can, I think, help you to realize that you've really got to stay inspired and you have to stay positive. Another thing you can do is you can choose a recovery mentor. I mean, Barbara Peterson fell while she was packing for a trip to defend her European Xterra championship title. She broke both of her heel bones. And although Barbara has said that I healed her, that's absolutely false. Barbara healed herself. The thing that I really did for Barbara was not that I was her doctor. It was that I actually served as a recovery mentor for her. I talked to her frequently. I recognized and pointed out all the little things she could do on a daily basis to help her maintain her fitness as an athlete while she healed those broken heel bones. Also, Barbara was a multiple-time world champion triathlete. She just couldn't recognize what she was missing because she was too focused on her injury. So I helped her recognize all the little things that she could do to optimize her recovery and maintain her fitness. She hired me to help her, and I helped her in her recovery just by serving as her recovery coach or mentor. You need to think about who can do that for you. You could work directly with me, but you certainly don't have to. Who do you know who has the expertise to just help you maintain your running fitness while you're recovering after surgery? Maybe it's your primary care doctor. Maybe it's one of your running buddies who had an injury. Maybe it's your running coach. You just need to make sure you have someone in your corner who can help you find ways to maintain your running fitness even as you heal from this surgery. Now, most of you can do that on your own, but it's always better if you have someone else who has an outside perspective who can help. Just don't forget that there is a chance you will run again, but it's all about choices and action. Every day you are getting weaker or stronger. Every day you are either getting closer to your goal of getting back to running or your goal is drifting further away. It all depends on what you do. You have to create a plan now. Now that's why I wrote the Runner's Rapid Recovery Journal. It's just a thing that actually gives you a way to really and truly look at what you were doing in training and apply it to your healing. That's really all there is to it. So remember, you already know the path to recovery. Just figure out what you were doing in training and start doing that stuff that's going to help you recover faster today. That's the key. 
Now, right now, the Runner's Rapid Recovery Journal, it's on sale. You can get it at a discount. You can even get it in an instant download version today. So you can start doing those exercises today. You can find a link in the show notes at the bottom of this episode at docontherun.com under the podcast tab. Go check it out. We'll also have the links for those episodes I mentioned about uh, hope being an invaluable commodity and about Barbara Peterson and her story. We'll have those in the show notes at docontherun.com under the podcast tab. Just make sure you do something. Stay positive. Stay focused, take action, and you will get back to running. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.